time. Probably our most precious commodity as a content creator. Research and planning, content production and editing, marketing, social media management, and the list goes on. There's always more things that need to be done than the time we have to do them in. And that's doubly true if you're a part-time content creator. Whether you're doing this as a hobby, a side hustle, or for making the transition to full-time, you've got to find a way to squeeze the most out of that precious amount of time you have to work on your content creation. That's why in this episode, I was very interested to have an opportunity to speak with Andrew Warner. Right now, Andrew is on the path of trying to make the transition from part-time to full-time content creator. And in following his account on Twitter over the past several months, I've seen that he's been making some solid strides towards the goals of building his audience and creating a number of digital products, both of which are necessary steps in making that transition to full-time. And as someone who's on this path, I think he has a lot of great advice to share for all types of content creators about how to make the most of that one resource we never seem to have enough of time. So let's get into it. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Can you share anything? Great to see you. I remember we connected on Twitter a while back. I saw you posted that photo with yourself working on your content in your car on your lunch hour. And it resonated with me because, uh, you know, I thought there's a guy who's committed. He's working hard, (laughs) trying to uh, get his content creation business off the ground. And uh, yeah, so we, we connected on Twitter, been communicating there for a while and glad to have you on the show. I was saying before you're a part-time content creator right now, but you're in the process of be- working towards becoming a full-time creator. And I just wanted to start out with a question of like, what do you think are the biggest challenges of people who are, you know, for people who are part-time creators trying to go full-time? I think one of the biggest challenges that a lot of creators that are in the position that I'm in. You're in a lot of people that are in that position. I think the biggest challenge would be, I guess, time management. You know, it's trying to find the job, mostly trying to get especially the safe and job or any job, really. You tend to find the time to create is difficult. For sure. So you really have to try to prioritize the time part accordingly to make sure that even, even after you finish your nine to five job, you still make time to work on the project you have to work yeah. on. So it's something that a lot of creators that feel really struggle with, myself included, but it's something that, you know, we all have to overcome at some point. Absolutely. I think that's why you see so many posts out there about time management and social media overwhelm and things like that. It's just people trying to figure out how do I find the time to keep this going? In addition to, you know, a full-time job or even a part-time job, like you said, family responsibilities and all the other things that, that go along with life. How do you find the time to keep, sure. you know, keep your content business going to the point where you can make it sufficient enough to transition to full-time? That's definitely a challenge. So what, what's the biggest challenge outside of time management? Because I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think it's the time for me. It's 15 feet, a big one. And it's also discipline. I feel yeah. that in terms of creating any type of content, you want to be a consistent but sometimes, you know, life happens, things happen. Yeah. In a lot of situations, a lot of people can be as consistent as possible. Key thing to try to maintain that consistency or to develop consistency for the most part is to have discipline to be difficult. And discipline is something that takes a long time. 
I got master or to really build a habit on. It's something they're not working on constantly every single day, just to build small habits to build up my own discipline in my day-to-day life. And hoping that those small habits that I'm building then transfers over to the, the concrete creation side. But I think, I think it's something that a lot of other creators really struggle with as well, you know, the whole discipline part of the creation topic. Yeah, for sure. It's tough sometimes to figure out what to work on next, right? You've got like a whole list of different things that we could be doing. What are the things that really move the needle forward? Do you have like a a system or a suggestion about how people can sort through that or how how do you approach it? Well, one of the things that they're doing lately is better to have it in journaling and keeping it. And one of the things that I have done is created a dedicated journal just or prioritizing my task. Right. So every single night I, I laid down two questions. First question is, what did I accomplish today? Yeah. And then the second question is, what do I think to accomplish tomorrow? And under the second question, I write down a list of all the things that I think is important to tackle for the next day. Right. So that when I go and look at things and let's say, I know, okay, if, instead of being all scatterbrained and having to say, <laughs> okay, I'm going to work on this bit. Yeah, I have like a checklist of things that I was focused on for that particular day. So just seeing little things like that really helped me out and really had cut me a lot more benefits than I've actually been in the last couple of months or year. Yeah, that's great. I've started doing a similar thing. Like I always kind of kept a, a journal of what to work on, but I've gotten a lot better as I've got more experience about just, okay, what are the key tasks and what is actually going to make more of a longer term impact? Because I think sometimes it's easy to get kind of sucked into just posting social content repetitively and not thinking about those longer term things yeah. like, you know, website content, products, all of those things that'll really have the longer term impact. Yeah. But with social media, you get that immediate reward, right? You you create something, you post it, you get feedback, and it's it's kind of easy to just focus on that. And you've really got to have something that separates the the longer term important tasks from that stuff. Yeah, you, you definitely have to have something to get rid that because having the instant gratification of social media, posts and stuff like that, isn't going to be available over time. Right? You right. still have to connect to your own data, to your own products, your emails, and your own content to get up with those things. Yeah, I think some people have the idea, like, I'll build a huge audience first, and then I'll create products to sell to them. But I think the problem with that is once you create that audience, it becomes a bigger thing to keep going, right? And so you have, in a way, even less time. If you want to sustain it at that level, you have even less time to create the product. So you're you're better to do it in parallel as you're growing your audience. Also grow like a suite of products or, you know, affiliate relationships or, or whatever your business model is, you know, keep growing that at the same time that you're growing your audience. You don't have to do one first and then do the other. <laughs> yeah, because also the problem that you can run into is if you try to build your audience first and try to create a product later, your audience may be all gathering. You may be interested in a different thing. So yeah. So then you're stuck in trying to go take things from ethical audiences within your audience. And you get, you get secret keeping. True. Yeah. And they're not used to seeing products from you. They're like, okay, why is this guy trying to sell me something? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, given all the challenges, what made you decide you wanted to get into this business of content creation? Well, I'll do like a little back story. So from the beginning of the game, 2018, I talked into the scrolling Instagram, randomly scrolling one day, I came across the video from Jesse Gifflet and fell in love with all the videos that he did. And he said he got into a rabbit hole of the huh. all the content that he did. And to finding good content, I found other creators like Peter McKinnon, Clint Powell, Nice right. and I could see all those content, yeah. all, you know, all mm-hmm. the other content as well. So I, I had a little bit of an interest in content creation at that time, but I never actually wanted to do it fully yet. Right. Later in the year, you know, then when my mom passed away, mm-hmm. and it was from that moment that I made the put get into content creation because I didn't have any video of my mom or a lot of phone. So one of the main uh, reasons that I decided to get fully into it is because I wanted to start to document stuff and document my life. So right. I had to show family down the road, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the, the main story of the news that I got into it. Went fully fresh into creating Fully in 2019, I had a, I had a little bit of a conversation where a lot of doubt a good 10 months since 2019. But yeah, I published my first video on YouTube in September 2019, and yeah, the rest of the I'm really fully involved in this whole thing right now. Yeah, it may not be like the only only video. Like I'm, I'm more trying to stay on the business side of things. But yeah, it's been one heck of a journey and I hope to continue you on. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. You so, so you got into video initially. Are you doing any other kinds of creation? I got into video initially. So in terms of other creation, I do like trying to do blogs and get emails and just trying to do uh, as much as I can and build up Larry. Then, do you have a business model in mind that you're aiming to create in terms of, of how you're going to monetize the content? For example, is it is it digital products? Is it affiliate marketing? Is it a combination of, of a bunch of different things? Yeah, so I'm working on a digital products right now. I'm working on trying to focus on creating digital products, being created more mm-hmm. as well. I have no issues with affiliate marketing. I haven't even given it my, my full effort. Yes, but for the most part, most of the stuff I just focused on is strictly pitching the products and trying to stay healthy. Yep. Down the road, I may decide you try affiliate marketing, mm-hmm. right? Or even try to be some joint venture partnerships with other creators or simply another. Yeah. Thing. Like right now, the primary focus is just creating digital products, creating a couple of courses. And go that route. Yeah, I think it's smart to just start somewhere and focus on that. It's kind of like social media platforms, right? It it, it helps if you focus on one or two things, yeah. get that going. And you can either decide do you want to keep going more in that line or do you want to diversify, broaden out into other things. Like I know a lot of creators start out with digital product course and then maybe some coaching or service affiliate marketing, you know, all the different channels. Have you, have you considered a possibility of like a coaching kind of service down the road? Yeah. Well, I have, I have a lot of conversations with the mother creator friends when we get on calls and they always, we have to probably get into that. So yeah. It's something that I would consider down the road. It's exactly something I think about, but one of my biggest issues that I face for 
it gets any type of money making situation is focusing on too many pennies at once. Yeah. So I, I think as we're focusing on digital product, trying to get that done. Definitely. <laughs> and then trying to get the product out. And then after I'll try to see yeah. what else I could do down the road. But yeah, definitely coaching, paintball thing, any kind of product. I guess the service is any down the road, but those are down the road and I need to focus on just getting the that's the way to do it, I think. Yeah, because if you get a suite of digital products created, often those can become like the gateway to people wanting to work with you because they get like a lot of benefit from the products. And then they're yeah. like, okay, like I want to work with this person one-on-one or join a community, like a group kind of situation. So yeah, lots of opportunities down the road. Yeah. So, so what do you think is going to be the biggest magnet for you know, creating that audience or the the market for your products? Is it going to be through freebies, like social media posts or, and what's, what's the plan to create the, the, the market for, for Andrew Warner products? <laughs> yeah. So it's probably going to be the 3D here and there. Like I, I'm very active on Twitter. So what, one of my biggest things I'm trying to do is social media. Yep. So that's like Twitter, that includes, you know, like great YouTube videos and some of them on LinkedIn and turn them on Instagram. Yeah. So all of those social platforms, I want to use those. I, I create and provide value on mm-hmm. those and then use those as traffic sources to then funnel back to my, my product. So I figured that would be a better route to now as the case being trying to pay for and For sure. Yeah. You know, create the organic traffic first. Because I think you have to have the ability to do that anyways, even if you're willing to pay for ads, it's going to be hard to have a, a good monetization model if, if the money's always going out for ads. Because once, once the ad money's spent, the traffic is gone, right? So if you can't sustain it on your own, it's, yeah. it's going to be hard to keep it going. But you need to bring up a good point. Like ads are yeah. a, an option at some point. I think sometimes that is overlooked by creators that, they're focusing entirely on organic content, but forgetting that ads can also be at some point, like you say, a viable channel for traffic, especially once you have a lot of good critical mass of content on a site, you know, why, why not pay to bring some traffic there? And hopefully, you know, if, if it converts well, you can, you can use that to help, help grow your following. Exactly, exactly. You know what I struggle with a little bit is like, how do you make the distinction between what you're going to offer as a free product versus what's going to be a paid product? Well, how do you, what kind of process are you using to determine, okay, this is a freebie. This one is, I'm going to, I'm going to set it as a paid product and then determining pricing. That's a whole other story. <laughs> to be honest, I think they get the wrong with having a given away a bunch of stuff to see. Yeah. But at some point you have to actually charge or sell something. Yeah. Otherwise I think the audience that you build and that you have straight time building, you'll buy from you. Mm-hmm. If, if you just cut the giveaway product of free, when it comes yeah. to time that you want to actually get to get paid for it. Your other people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's hard enough to drill for something in. I totally agree. Yeah. So I think that you actually have to actually go and put something out for like a paid product. It could be, in terms of the pricing, like you have flexibility on the pricing. You can charge $10, $50, $150, depending on the product. 
you, you can have the option of having them pay I'm certain, right? Having them pay what they deem valuable for the product. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think especially if the building audience, you should not kindly try to put out three products. You should just try to have something paid every once in a while. Yeah. Otherwise your audience would just be expecting yeah. free content. Exactly. So I've been thinking about in terms of like how much of, of your time as the creator is going into creating the product. If it's something yeah. really quick and easy and it'll just maybe save someone some time or it's a more general tip, you know, I think those are fine as freebies, but I try and think about, okay, if this took me like half a day or something like that, or maybe one, maybe put it together over two or three days, then it's something's probably worth charging for. Unless you have those one, sometimes people create that one high value freebie that becomes kind of like a way to, I guess, build the audience. And then people think, okay, if that's what value I got for free. Imagine what the paid products offer. But the trick is you got to be able to deliver even higher value with the paid. So you have to take that into account in the equation too. Yeah. Also, you have the option to use Something that you spent a lot of time working on to use that as a as a lead generator, right? Yeah. To build the audience as you can. So technically, nothing is free, right? Because we can either make money off of it or you just build your. Yeah. If it's free, at least get the email address. Or if, if it's if it's paid, you know, like you say, it can be different tiers of paid. And I would think kind of like the more time, the more expertise you've put into it, the higher the price. Taking into account, of course, I guess what other folks are charging for similar kind of products. Yeah. And, and then you can also have an air created blog because you can do like the entry level product you may charge like $20 for, mm-hmm. but then you can go around and turn, turn that product around and do something much more. So, but it was like a ticket ebook of some Yeah. $20 for it. You can turn that ebook around and you have like an entire video course that you can charge right. $300 to get you get more in debt. Exactly. So, like, like that. so you can have that evil free, but then you go more in depth with the visual, the, the video product, and then it's a free and the free and core. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something smart I've seen people do is like, they'll have a workbook that they charge, I don't know, nine, 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 four or whatever. And they'll take one page or one section of that workbook and say, it's a freebie. So you get the freebie and then that leads to the paid product, stuff like that. Or like you're saying, you know the ebook leads to the video course that's more in depth. So, yeah, but it takes so long to put all that stuff together. That's the challenge, but it's, it's like you say one step at a time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how do you stay motivated working on all this stuff over time? Motivation comes to two parts. One, my family, and then the second part is just my desires doing Leave the grind. Yeah. Leave the rat race. You know, I did a employee for quite a long time and I really wanted to be in control of my own deck and my own future. Mm-hmm. I wanted to not have to act as a technician for those vacation candidates. Right. Getting doctors for a sick day, you know, go basically back my mobilization to escape that grind. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the attraction that a lot of, a lot of folks have with, with content creation. It's 
same as like any kind of entrepreneurial activity, the opportunity to be your own boss and, and as you say, determine your own destiny. So how you get to that point where, where you make the transition, like, do you have a threshold in mind of where, like, you're going to be able to say, okay, I'm comfortable now to leave the nine to five to go full time. And you don't, you don't have to say, but like a level or anything, but is it like, you know, is it, is it income? Is it, you know, is it a number of clients? Is it like, how, how do you, how do you think about where you're at that comfort level, I guess? How I think about it is it can it financially and it's also mentally and I explain both. Hmm. So financially if you have an at least one year salary or income just is that emergency fund. Yeah. Again, they're just like a still secure. Yeah, also when it comes to mentally, in the past there's been a lot of situations where I face a lot of self doubt. And I think as a creator or as creative, that's something that we always, that we all face and we all deal with. Yeah. We all deal with self-doubt and doubting ourselves and not having that confidence in ourselves and our ability. And I'm, I'm not straight to that as well because there's a lot of times that I doubt my own self and my own ability and it, doing that and then doubting myself, I had a lot of opportunities pass me by or I didn't take chances on a particular thing. So I've been working on that aspect in the last couple of months get me on the mindset getting trying to get over the imposter syndrome and trying to build up my, my own self-confidence and self-belief in myself and my work. Because I see a lot of other creators and a lot of other creative friends who started after me mm-hmm. and they being kind of being yelled and they're getting an alien space. And then I say to myself, oh, why not me? Yeah, it, it, it's something. It's something that I've been working on a lot in, in the last couple of months, and I've gotten a lot better. The thing I've learned so I feel that when I am at that point that I am fully confident in myself and my abilities and the work that I could provide, as well as having the financial here, then I'll be fully ready to be like, okay, I fully believe in myself, and I know that I can make it. I know that I can do this, and I know that I'll be successful. And I'll be making it no matter what. So when I reach that point, and that point I think it's going to be coming good, but when I reach that point, then I'll know that the time is being, you know, it to that rate. That's, that's great. And I'm glad you mentioned mindset because that is such an important element. A lot of times people just think about the financial aspect, but being an entrepreneur is, is mentally, it's a tough thing, right? So you really do have to be for it. Um, and I also wanted to mention, you know, yeah. in, in your content, you know, I, I have enjoyed the part that you've been sharing about how you've worked through that. And I think that's the kind of thing that is going to help to build your audience that I guess, you know, transparency about struggles as well as wins. And it's always a balance, right? And you can, you can share wins, but it's, it's good yeah. once in a while to talk about challenges. Yeah, because well, it only pays to your given because we all have, we all say, a lot of challenges and, and create like a lot of failures and setbacks in life. And it would be, it, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be authentic in that yeah. and not share those as part of anything, journey, right? I think that's very important to share everything that you uh, come to share, right? 
Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's what builds the connection with the audiences that they see that, oh yeah, here's someone who has struggled with the same kind of things that I'm struggling with. And therefore, you know, they understand that you're, you're someone who can help them work through that, especially as you become successful, you see, okay, there's somebody who faced the same challenges and now they can show me the way through. Impressive. So what advice would you give to people who are trying to become full-time creators just in, in general, based on what you've, based on what you've been doing so far? The one, the number one piece of advice that I would give is to accept failure. Hmm. What I mean by that is a lot of people, they, they fail in something and then they think it's the end of the world and they want to give up. A lot of people don't realize and understand that failure and going through failure is only a method that you learn to do better the next time. Right. Every failure that you create is a learning opportunity for the next time you go out and try it. And the next time you try it, you're going to be a little bit better. You may right. fail again, but then each time you get better and better and you can get done. So I encourage any creator to go out there and and accept failure. It, it's going to happen. Don't try to avoid it. But yeah. As a learning opportunity to get there. the last thing that you want to do is fail at something mm. and then let it regret. Yeah. Regret, there's no coming back. That's so right. Failure, you have the opportunity to try. That's right. And I think that's the number one success characteristic you often hear about entrepreneurs is that they've all gone through some kind of period of where they were failing at what they're trying to do or, or trying to do something else, not being successful at it. And then they come through that, they learn from it and they, they advance to that next stage. Yeah. They have a setback. You have to work through it. It's a stepping stone to get to the next point that like you have to fail in order to succeed. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> it's too bad. It works that way, but it, it just does. Yeah. So you tell us a little bit more about some of the stuff that you're working on. Yeah, that's not a tip. The other day I rebranded my newsletter. Mm -hmm. uh, I really had it as being nothing for the most part. And <laughs> but I figured that I wanted to actually rebrand it and then grand. So my website is the creative impulse. Mm -hmm. I have a digital product that I'm working on right now. So a tip key and guide to help creators to actually have the company to create. Mm -hmm. I have another course that I'm going to be on later on in the year. I'm not sure exactly what the name of the course is going to be, but like I said earlier, I'm going to try to work on a couple of steps to the time. So yeah. I'm going to product that I'm focused on. That's the only thing on the, on the table for right that's now. That's great. You got a couple of freebies right now for people too, right? Yeah, so I have a couple of freebies that's on my website, theaglewoman.com. And those maybe are the checklist yeah. to help further along growth and creating. Yeah, people should check them out. I've I'd found them helpful. Thank you, thank you. And and do you have a podcast as well that you launched? Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I did launch a podcast with me at Bachi Thank you, podcast. The journey to escape. It's documenting my journey and the things I'm going through. On my journey, what I'm looking on next, feeding right, learning on the journey to try and create different pilots, they trying to create with vigor. 
And yeah, I want to mention to people that you are on Twitter, of course, as well as YouTube. And you're putting up some pretty good numbers on Twitter and, and YouTube. And I know that's not easy to do. So congratulations on that. It's a bad day. Thank you. And, and, it, and it, it's been, it's been a, yeah, it loves those numbers. It, it, it's been a long time to get to that point. And I feel that there's still a lot more to go. Well, I keep on pushing. I see great things ahead for you in the future. And, and I want to thank you again for being on the show, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. So talking to Andrew and following his content over the past several months, there's one theme that becomes really clear in terms of the progress that he's been making since the new year. And that's the focus that he's brought to what he's been doing. This applies to a couple of areas. Firstly, there's audience building. Like myself and many other creators, Andrew has a presence across several social media platforms, including Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Recently, however, he's poured most of his focus on social media into Twitter, with the result that his Twitter audience has been growing while still having time to work on his digital products. Within the space of a few months, that's allowed him to finish two freebies, get close to completing his first paid product, and start planning for his second product. And I don't think he'd be where he's at right now with his digital products as a part-time creator if he had been trying to grow on a bunch of other social platforms at the same time. That brings us to my second observation, which relates to focus in monetization models. Reflecting on my conversation with Andrew got me thinking about the whole range of different monetization models that are out there. There are content creators who are focused on affiliate marketing, digital products, coaching and consulting, service or product-based businesses, and so on. And I would say that none of these models are right or wrong as an approach. Each has their own distinct advantages and drawbacks, and there are creators who have had success or not with any number of these models. But for me, the key takeaway is focusing on a particular model, at least at first, and building that up before moving on and diversifying into other things. And again, Andrew has provided a good example of how to do this by focusing exclusively on digital products right now. He's first concentrated on creating a couple of freebie lead magnets, then he's gone on to his first paid product, and then he's going to create a second, more in-depth product. And he's not trying to dabble in like 10 other things at the same time. So in closing, my challenge to you as a creator is to try and find that same focus that Andrew has had since the beginning of the new year. Pick one long-term project, focus on it until it's done, promote it with a full launch strategy, and then see what happens. And to help you with that, I've got my own freebie that you can access on my website or through the link here in the description. It's a project management tool called a work breakdown structure, which will help you take one of your projects and break it down into manageable work packages so you can do a little each day until you get it done. And I think the result is that you're going to start feeling more like you're getting somewhere rather than just spinning your wheels as that wheel of time keeps on ticking. If you found this helpful, consider subscribing, drop me a like for the algorithm, and we'll see you around.